and welcome to A Murderous Affair. My name is Gabrielle, and this is the podcast where we talk about women in history known for mayhem and murder. Now, Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to 2024, and I'm just going to cut right to the chase. We're going to talk about Gypsy Rose Blanchard because she has been dominating the news cycle ever since she was released. Um, She had a 10-year prison term for second-degree murder and being involved in the murder of her mother, Dee Dee Blanchard, and she was released, I believe, December 28th of 2023. So right away, um, this has already been a massive case. Social media is super involved, of course. Like every news outlet is covering her story. And there was a documentary or a docu-series released on Lifetime called The Prison Confessions of Gypsy Rose. So I was spent the past two weeks like reading everything that came out. I watched the act. I watched a couple of the documentaries like the Mommy Dead and Dearest and a couple things on YouTube and, you know, just trying to keep up with what was happening. And I wanted to make an episode talking about Gypsy Rose. I know there's a million other people doing the same thing, but I figured I wanted to get, you know, get my own take on it out there. Before we get started, just a little bit of housekeeping. One, hi, I know I've been inactive for a while. The holidays make everything really, you know, just insanely busy. And I was traveling a lot. I went to Greece, which was amazing. I've been, you know, going out of state a lot just with all the holidays. And I thought, why not start off with a really fun and engaging case? So, Gypsy Rose is going to be mentioned, I'm sure, in upcoming episodes as well. Just Just a little check-ins on, like what's happening and I'm sure there's going to be you know tons of interviews there already are like a million outlets covering like I said and interviewing her I wanted to get her take on stuff and she's already in social media she's got a TikTok she's got an Instagram and I I don't know how I feel about that on one hand obviously you have a lot of sympathy for her situation right but at the same time the way she's become such like a celebrity almost you know the way that she's become a celebrity for the murder of her mother the way that everybody wants to talk to her everybody wants to hear about her everybody wants to interview her and you know she's talking about who she would want to play her in an upcoming movie and who she wants to meet celebrity wise I personally am not a huge fan of the hero worship that has been happening but for me like a big point of this podcast has always been yes I want to share history and hear share stories of women in history who often get overlooked I also want to be very like factual about it you know like this is what happened this is what we found these are the facts of the case and with a gypsy Rose it's hard because she's the only one telling the story you know and her story changes in every interview and a lot of it was just word of mouth from her mom saying that this is what my daughter has this is what other doctors said there was never any actual like records being made Um, And somehow this also transferred into trying to find out a lot about, like, her parents. Her mother's name was Claudine Dee Dee Blanchard. She married Gypsy's dad when he was, like, 17, um, and she was in her 20s, and they got married. It's not really said when. And then they had Gypsy, and then pretty quickly after they had Gypsy, their marriage disintegrated. You know, there's not a lot of dates that I've been able to find for any of these things, but this is just what's consistently been repeated both by Gypsy's dad, Rod, and by Gypsy herself and uh, family members that have been interviewed. Pretty soon after Gypsy was born, immediately Dee Dee began taking her to the hospital. First, when she was three months old, she woke Rod up and she kept claiming, you know, she can't breathe at night. She's choking at night. Gypsy can't get through the night without breathing and she has insomnia. And so she was taking Gypsy 
in for a lot of sleep studies. You know, she said that Gypsy couldn't breathe without like CPAP machine essentially. And you know, this was starting when she was three months old. Not long after that, she started saying that Gypsy couldn't walk by herself. You know, she was saying that Gypsy, that Gypsy had muscular dystrophy, that she had cerebral palsy, you know, like it kind of changed depending on who she was talking to at the time. Gypsy did go to kindergarten, but sometimes between first and second grade, she was pulled out of school by Dee Dee because Dee Dee said that she was, quote, worried that her teachers wouldn't give her the medication that she needed to get. And coming from someone who worked in a school for a while, there is, if since Didi was falsifying a lot of this and there wasn't any documentation that could be found, that could be presented to the school explaining what medications needed to be taken and at what dose, when you need to get a school to give medications, there are a ton of things that go on behind the scenes in order for the school to be on the same page as the primary doctor. Since Gypsy Rose didn't have any of that. It's easy to think that Claudine was in a position where she couldn't just tell the teachers you need to give her this. She had to provide evidence for it and there was no evidence for any of it. So it's easy to be like, well, I could pull Gypsy out of school and still get all the sympathy versus actually having to, you know, admit that there wasn't anything wrong with Gypsy. So sometime between first and second grade when Gypsy Rose was about eight years old, she was pulled from school and supposedly uh, Dee Dee was homeschooling her with which, you know, a lot of family have stated saying no. Gypsy Rose learned how to read because she wanted to read the Harry Potter series and so she taught herself to read by reading the Harry Potter series. Um, she taught herself how to write just through coloring and just really like she would do by herself to help herself learn but really she still had like a first grade education. So Gypsy Rose was about eight years old, right? It all kind of starts culminating around this time and she was already in a wheelchair at this point. Dee Dee had said she can't walk. In the interviews with Dee Dee's dad, Claude Peter, and Dee Dee's brother, Evans, they both say Gypsy would act completely different around them versus when it was around Dee Dee. They remember being at a birthday party and Dee Dee had left to go to the store to pick something up and Gypsy had asked her grandfather if she could go jump on the trampoline with the other kids and her grandfather said, yeah, sure. And she went and she jumped on the trampoline and once her mom got back, she immediately just dropped to the trampoline and stopped jumping. And her mom started screaming, saying, why are you letting her on the trampoline? You know she can't walk. Um, and Gypsy just kind of sat there. Both Claude and her brother Evans said that they saw her walk, they saw her jumping. She obviously didn't have any of these um, issues, or it didn't seem like she had any of these issues. And at that point, Dee Dee took Gypsy in the wheelchair inside the house and didn't come out the rest of the day. She also was taking Gypsy to many different doctors, and she took her to um, neurologists, and every single time, she was the only one providing a medical history, and the doctors would run all these tests, and they couldn't find anything wrong with Gypsy. It was sometime after the birthday incident when the family was consistently saying like we don't think there's anything wrong with Gypsy basically not believing what Dee Dee was telling them that they moved a little bit further away and her family began seeing less and less of Gypsy. At one point they moved to a home after 2005 after Hurricane Katrina hit Dee Dee and Gypsy moved to a home in Aurora Missouri and after this point Dee Dee would claim that Gypsy's medical records were destroyed and flooding and that her daughter was diagnosed with multiple conditions including leukemia, muscular dystrophy, um, epilepsy. She would use different spellings or names over the years which made it harder to kind of keep documentation accurate between doctor's offices. Gypsy has said that if a doctor didn't give 
a certain medication or didn't agree to a certain procedure, Dee Dee would take them to a different doctor. It was after Dee Dee and Gypsy moved in 2005 that they began seeing Dr. Robert Steele. Now, Steele says that he was told Gypsy Rose suffered from seizure disorder, muscular dystrophy, and had a history of cancer, but that he never saw evidence of these illnesses. She had multiple surgeries, one of which to remove her salivary glands to treat excess drooling, which Gypsy Rose later says, yeah, that was because Dee Dee was rubbing Aura Gel on her gums in order to make it look like she was drooling. Beyond just the salivary glands removal, she also had multiple surgeries on her eyes to treat her vision. She had a feeding tube put in um, and was told that she couldn't take anything orally. And after her salivary glands were removed, Gypsy Rose lost several teeth, which is a, um, I guess, a common side effect of removing your salivary glands. In addition to being forced to take medications that oftentimes would have a side effect of tooth decay and would eventually have to get like dentures put in. Now, Gypsy Rose says she didn't tell anyone about what Dee Dee was doing because she feared her mother and she craved her attention. The relationship was, quote, either very affectionate because I was very submissive and obedient or I was either rebellious and I would be punished for it. After I would do something that my mom wanted me to do, we would go to Toys R Us or she would buy me a new dress and the next best thing was her love and affection. Something that's also come out recently was that Gypsy Rose accuses her grandfather of molesting her. Apparently, Dee Dee was badly injured in a car wreck in 2000 and Gypsy Rose went to stay with her grandfather while her mom recovered in the hospital. Gypsy Rose says during this time she was inappropriately touched by her grandpa, that he would, quote, perform sexual acts on me, he would make me touch him, he would touch me, and her grandfather is in this documentary, and when asked about the abuse, he denies it and claims that Gypsy Rose would either touch herself or touch him. She started when she was about four years old, and he said, don't do that. Now, her uncle also says that he suspects the abuse might have actually been an idea planted in Gypsy Rose. Rose's mind by her mom, but Gypsy Rose insists it 100% happens. Um, so this is something, again, that's recently come out. In addition to her story that has never been mentioned before, if it is true, that might have been a reason why she didn't reach out to her family. If they already didn't believe her about that, that might have been a reason why she felt like she had nowhere to escape to. Or if it was something that her mother said happened to her and that's why she can't reach out to her family, that would make sense as well. In March 2008, Habitat for Humanity built a pink house for the Blanchards in Springfield, Missouri, which included accessibility features like a wheelchair ramp. Gypsy and Dee Dee received an outpouring of support from community members, organizations like the Make-A-Wish Foundation, and even celebrities like Miranda Lambert. They accepted charity trips and large sums of money to help with Gypsy. Between 2007 and 2009, Gypsy's former neurologist, Dr. Bernardo Flasterstein, reportedly found no evidence of her conditions. In a letter from Flasertine to Gypsy's primary care doctor, he actually wrote, quote, I believe that the mother suffers from Munchausen by proxy. Another doctor called authorities in 2009 when, quote, he could not find any symptoms that support what the Dee Dee alleges to be wrong with her daughter. After get pulling all of her medical records, it shows that Gypsy and her mother visited more than 150 medical professionals over the years. And the fact that there's only, what, two or three that reported that there was evidence of Munchausen by proxy or that they couldn't find any symptoms that support what Dee Dee alleged, it, like, it really makes you wonder, how did she fall through the cracks so far? How 
manipulative was Dee Dee and how well did she know the system to be able to actually like get away with this. In 2011, Gypsy says that she tried to run away to be with a man that she met at a convention. After the convention, she found out that her Medicaid card had a different birth year than what she'd been told. Instead of being in 1995, which was when her mother had told her she was born, it said her birth year was 1991, so she was actually 19. After this point, when she met this man at the convention, she ran away from Missouri to Arkansas to be with him. According to Gypsy, she had no real clothes at this time. Her mother had loved dressing her up. She was always a princess, always her little girl. You know, she didn't have real day-to-day clothes, it seems like. She had a lot of costumes. So all she had to pack with her when she ran away were costumes. Gypsy made it to this man's house who was 36. His name was Dave, which is already a really creepy age gap and found out that he actually couldn't leave the state of Arkansas because he was on parole. She stayed with him at a friend's house he was staying in, but her mother ended up finding him. Apparently, Dee Dee had some mutual friends and she was able to figure out where Gypsy had ran to. Gypsy says that her mother was able to convince her to come home because she said that she would allow her to continue seeing this man. You know, she said, yes, I understand now you're an adult, you can date. But obviously this ended up being a lie. And when Gypsy got home, Dee Dee just destroyed her phone and computer and then chained her to a bed and placed bells on all the doors. And in the documentary, she says that it was sometime during this point after she had tried to run away and come back home and realized that her mom was kind of even worse off than she was before, that she would try and run away more. And at one point, her mom bought what Gypsy thought was a gun and would use it to threaten Gypsy. And at one point, when Gypsy was trying to leave again, she grabbed the gun and shot at her mom and hit her mom a few times. And it was then that she realized it wasn't a real like handgun. It was a BB gun. And obviously, this led to even worse consequences for her. But again, like you hear that story and it's like, this is the first time anyone's heard of it at all. And it's coming from such an unreliable narrator. It's like, okay, did that really happen? Or are you saying this to make yourself look more sympathetic? You know, it's just a lot of, there's a lot of details that are coming out now that have never been presented before. And again, from someone who isn't a reliable person to get testimony from. So anyway, just take that with what you will. Now in October of 2012, Gypsy created an online dating profile. And this is where she began messaging Nicholas Godijohn. The dating profile was from like freechristiandating.com and they began having a romantic relationship. They would do video chats, online messaging, all while hiding this from Dee Dee. Um, and apparently their conversations ranged from PG fairy tale declarations of love to X-rated messages. A big thing that came out during this trial was that Nick was very much into like BDSM and of course Gypsy claimed a lot of ignorance, um, but all of the text messages they exchanged are available online because they were all presented in trial and I think there's like a YouTube link or something where you can go through and you can look at them. That's not something I did, I just kind of like clicked, I was like, oh yep, they're all here and then I 
exit it out, but if you were interested in that. From what they've shown on various like videos and stories covering these text messages and their relationship, it can get pretty like dark and twisted. In October of 2014, so two years later, Gypsy becomes friends with her neighbor and she would also talk to her in secret online through a secret Facebook account. Apparently Gypsy would make lots of online accounts just in case one got found out she had another one as a backup. Now there was an interview with her neighbor Elia Woodmancy and Woodmancy says quote she would show interest in like different boys and try to ask me advice on like how do you approach them? How do you kiss a boy? Gypsy just wanted to be a regular teen and Dee Dee did not approve of the conversations she and Gypsy had and again would try to destroy or you know 